Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from HowToDrawComics.net, along with co-host Rick Bulo for another episode of the HTDC podcast. Today, we're talking about recovery. Recovery from a failed project, whether it be a single illustration or an entire comic book you pulled the plug on. How does one get back up on the saddle after such a blow? Along with many other comic book artists, I've certainly experienced those times where the investment of long hours and copious amounts of energy winds up being all for nothing, for one reason or another. It can be tough to pick up the pencil too soon after that, and I'm sure the same can be said for you, Rick, is that right? Oh yeah, I've been trying it a few times. One time, especially, where it really, really burnt me out and it actually took me almost a year to get back on the saddle. Yeah, I think I remember you telling me about that, actually. So what was it that that caused you to take a break for an entire year from the thing that you were supposedly the most passionate about? Because it can happen, right? Like, as passionate as we are, sometimes it's a thing that's, the things that we care about most when we you know, experience some kind of burnout or we just end up not following through on a project, it can be discouraging. And I guess it causes us to question ourselves a little bit. You know, if we're really passionate about this thing, well, you know, we, we should have succeeded in it, but we didn't. We failed. And suddenly that association of failure is there, is present within the passion itself. So what, what was it that, that took it out of you, Rick? Well, mine was, <clears throat> mine was not more of a, of a thing about the art that brought me out of it. It was more other things happening in uh. in, in my life. Like my my daughter got uh, got born with the with a le- with a lack of of something in her abdomen to separate the to separate her what she called her guts from her lungs, so they oh, wow. creeped up and up to block her lung, and yet, at so even ten, uh, 10 days old, she had to be operated on, so... Wow, so you were dealing with a lot of other outside things that kind of took your attention away from from that, yeah. and yeah, I can, I can only imagine the, the level of stress that that would cause, and you can't be creative when you're stressing out so much, right? I, well, I have. I, I at that time I had I had her. I had my daughter's mother to watch out for as well because she was, she was suffering from depression of other personal things. So she got that hmm. with her as well. I had to be strong for, for both my for both my daughter, even though she was only ten, and all. I had commitments elsewhere to be to be more focused on than being passionate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that that hierarchy of needs, right? Like there's certain things that need to be taken care of first before you can go ahead and work on the things that you really care about. Like, for example, and I know that there's many people in this exact situation out there who are creators, who are artists, where they have to work a second job that they may not be that passionate about, but they may need to do to put you know, the bread and butter on the table, so to speak, to pay the rent, to pay the bills. And it's paying those bills and kind of taking care of the finances that become a higher need than the the so-called passion that they want to pursue. And hopefully they can still do that after hours or maybe getting up a few hours earlier. But 
uh, still, you know, you've got to put certain things first. We all have these responsibilities in life that need to be taken care of at the end of the day for reasons of survival, which is probably one of our core needs. And, you know, that's, you know, you can see it evident everywhere out there in the world. You know, there's certain people who do have the luxuries to be able to sit down and work at their craft every single day and others who just don't have that. And it's almost like you can't really even psychologically get onto the same level if you're as one or the other, right? Because we're both thinking in different planes. There's different thoughts going through our heads. Like I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about the, the next thing I'm going to create. Whereas, you know, someone else might be sitting there thinking about, you know, where's, where's the next uh, paycheck to pay the rent or to buy my next meal going to come from. Right. Um, mm, yeah. That's uh, that's a problem I see a lot of a uh, people asking in the in the cultural comics group as well as how do people manage to to both keep their passion and want to create but have to but have to fight uh, over uh, and work real life per real life things in order to keep themselves and their families alive. Yeah, because I mean you have uh, to be realistic, right? Of course, you you need to be realistic. You need to you need to accept the fact that at first this will or this will be a hobby for you. Whether with whatever you want with it in the in the future, you need to accept that at the, at the very beginning, unless you were born with a silver spoon up your butt, to say it politely, <laughs> you have to do something to to help you help you survive until the point you have enough money you earn enough from your work and and your hobby can, can become your work yeah totally i agree with that so you're saying rick you you were dealing with all these stresses to to you know do with your family and and you know just the time at the time you you had a lot of things going on and that's kind of what took you away from your art what got you back into it like how did you I mean, because that was a whole year, man. That must have been difficult after taking that long of a break to get uh, back yeah. into the actually practicing on a on a regular basis. I almost felt well. After that year, um, a lot of other sad things had happened, and I was really, really down. And I was sit. I was just sitting in my room. I was playing some video game on my PC just to like get away from everything and I was like this doesn't help me this doesn't help me either at that time I was alone my daughter was was not with me at that uh, at that time so I, I I was alone so I was just sitting there literally almost slowly draining myself away not doing anything I wanted to do and just be a husk of myself it felt like when I looked back at it mm. and then just yeah, suddenly I was playing a video game I do believe it was the f all famous all all evil quote-unquote world of Warcraft uh-huh very evil video game <laughs> yeah. I was like what? and it just hit me like what am I doing I, I had this passion for something once because I think I had it in a group I was in, we were talking about art, and I was talking highly about my time as an artist and how much I, I enjoyed it. 
Mm. Suddenly, yeah, it was just like middle of the night because I didn't really sleep. I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm finding, I'm finding my brushes again. I'm finding my everything, and I started middle of the night, starting to just paint away. I really had no idea of what to paint. I just started painting. And how did you find that? Like, how did how did that feel to to be able to? Paint I felt again? I felt I felt after the first time I felt re-energized and like I, the painting looked like well crabbier than crap because there was really no structure, no start goal, no end goal to it. When I started, it was just putting stuff down, uh, stuff down just to get started and but it re-energized me to the point where I was where I found the passion again a little by little I kind of forced it out because the first two two or three pieces I was like but I still can't do this why do I even bother mm. so did but, you you got discouraged I, even getting back into it right yeah I was like why do I even bother I'll now I'm back, and now I'm on this level. I've lo- I've obviously lost a lot of experience. I'm, I need to retrain myself, and I could see that. I'm <clears throat> and then the discipline, the disciplined part of me came up in me and was like, no, 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 no. You keep on moving. This was your passion once, and it's just still your pass- passion, or else you wouldn't be sitting here at four o'clock in the night. Yeah. And- just pushing yourself to do something even though you don't know what it actually will will end up being so i just kept pushing myself i you 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 kind of wrote it kind of wrote it in, on uh, on my personal message that you, you you have a hard time thinking about anyone as disciplined as 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 me as, as far from people you know yeah and I think that thanks to it, my that disciplinary mindset. Well, choosing what you can want to be disciplined in, it has to be important enough, right? And it just so happened that that passion was important enough to pick up the discipline in it again once more and to get back into the rhythm of things. But it can take a lot of willpower to do that. It can be tough especially oh, when yeah. you're looking at what you're creating and it's not living up to the standards that you've set for it. And sometimes you think, well, at least I could be a little bit good, but I'm just downright crap right now. You know, and, and I think we all have those days where it's like, what happened last night? Did I just wake up with without my abilities today? Like, what's going on here? Because sometimes you'll have... Who stole my abilities while I was sleeping? Oh, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you'll have these days where you're just drawing out these immaculate pieces of artwork that you're super proud of, and then other times you're creating these duds that that are just, you know, (laughs) they're no good except for the trash can, unfortunately. And even even when you have drawn those you're proud of, the next day you look at them, you go... I was proud of this. Why? Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you're proud of you're proud of your 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 work for a, for only an hour, and then mm. that's that's a common thing between artists, at least from what I've heard and what I've seen, that people are only proud of their stuff when they when they just did it, and then when they look back on it, just like a week after they're like, or or even a day after, sometimes they're like, ah. 
this could have been so much better yeah. because you're already you're already that step ahead even though even though the rest of you think think you're still at the step you were back then you actually already took the next step in your improvement without even realizing or without even acknowledging it yeah exactly exactly um, it, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? Uh, it? There's ebbs and flows to being a creator where uh, it's it's not going to be smooth sailing all the time, unfortunately, but that's what, what keeps it fun. And, and the more passionate you are about it, that's what's going to help you get through those times. You know, the topic of this episode is about getting back up on the saddle. It's about overcoming those failures and, and continuing onward regardless. And I think the only way you can really do that in any situation in life is if you really care about what you're doing, if it's really important to you. Because if it's important, then it doesn't matter what happens. You're always going to continue to keep moving forward. And hopefully you can use those failures as valuable lessons that you can take with you from there on after. But uh, I, I think it's it's really great to hear your story, Rick, because... You know, you're one of the, the people who I know who have actually gone through something like this, who have taken an, an elongated break from their craft. And it's it's interesting to me because I don't think I've had very many of those times. It's almost like, I guess, and maybe this was the situation for you. You know, maybe you decided rather than escaping into your artwork at the time, at least initially, you escaped into video games, into World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. and heck, who wouldn't want that, right? Because you can be your own hero in the, in those video games. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I know yeah. many people who do that all the time. You know, most of my friends uh, <laughs> are guilty of that. But um, I guess for me it's always been a situation where I, I guess I, I have kind of disciplined myself in a habitual manner to just always be drawing and to avoid any other forms of escapism too much um maybe movies sometimes if i've got a but that's usually only if i've got friends over or if i'm at a friend's place we'll have a night we'll have a movie night um but yeah it's been very much the situation where i've always kind of gone to my artwork and especially when i'm in the flow and i can just forget about the rest of the world that's when i find that you know, I'm able to let go of a lot of the, the turmoil that I might have <laughs> faced for that day or that year or, you know, and, and oftentimes we we have painful pasts, things that happen in the past that uh, tend to haunt us in, into the future. I think that's safe to say for everyone. Um, but I, I think it's the art, the ability to express yourself in one form or another that can be very therapeutic in, in those cases. Um, and, oh, yeah. I, and I can think of people who do the same thing. It may not be with comic book art or, or drawing or illustration or anything like that, but it is with writing. It's with music where they, they've they gone through the, these situations in their life and they've been relatively dark people. They've been depressed people. But the moment they find that outlet of expression, suddenly there's something they're able to hang on to suddenly it's about them. You know, your artwork, it's not an outside thing that's going to disappear. It's an inside thing. It's something that you've always got. And because it's always there, it's something secure that you can hang on to and go back to every time you experience something that that messes with you a little bit in life, right? Oh, yeah, indeed. It is is a, a better 
better way to get to get away uh, than a video game because a video game you don't you don't have anything to show for for you a time where you are where you're putting yourself in your own world more than if you were a writer or, or singer or a musician or, or any other form of artist comic book artist you have something to show for the time you use getting away getting away from the real real world uh, in which you don't which you don't really have in video games do you not really you you have to, you, you don't have the same at least to mm. you 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 think you have because it's so easy to get into into the video game and you don't really have to struggle especially not in world of warcraft because that's quite easy to get into and quite easy to learn and that's why you get dragged in so easily as well yeah totally i think it gives you that false sense of achievement like i said you can be your own hero you can upgrade you can level up and you can take over the lands and and conquer right and then your brain doesn't really know the difference between doing that in a video game and doing that in real life so video games serve as a substitute and i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing i mean whatever you need right um but i do think that when you there is a point that most people reach where they realize hey there's a realer version of this that I can be experiencing in the real world and I think that that usually comes through self-expression through creativity because when you're creating something you're giving to the world it's a brilliant feeling that does give you that feeling of achievement of conquering right <laughs> in a weird way at least that's how I feel you know anyone listening I'm sure that if the the moment you finished an, an illustration, how do you feel? Especially an illustration you're really proud of that came out even better than you could have expected. There's no there's no other feeling like that. Um, Not at all. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can get maybe you can get that feeling elsewhere, but the feeling of I just finished. I just finished a piece of work for for a friend that really annoyed the hell out of me for like a month if, because I couldn't. It was in between uh, uh, teaching teachings and all that, so it was something I jumped back and forth, forth to a lot because because whenever I had the time, it was free time, and when you have free time as an as a working artist, they, you really want to try and use that free time to something else than do mm. art after all but i got it done in the end i was like ah finally and yeah. i was relieved because it also ended up way better than i first i first had expected and i was happy about it and then as soon as i sent it over to my friend i was like oh this is crap isn't it he's not gonna like it is he <laughs> we <laughs> all have those doubts yeah but you're right, the feeling of achieving something is it takes longer to it takes longer to get that feeling than if you played a video game mm. because those are made for instant gratification. Yeah, exactly. I've started to use that word a lot after you taught me that. Oh yeah. Way back way back in one of the first pod- podcasts. 
instant instant gratification, uh, self entitlement. If you combine those two together, you get a very nasty mix. But a mix that it is uh, evident in uh, some areas of today's society, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And but yeah, as you say, as you said, you you get the gratification not instantly and it's so much better than those quick instant gratifications it lasts longer it's more tangible exactly and you need as an artist if you're new if many people that listen to you are either really new or still working up the ladder of becoming more than just a hobbyist artist with it you really need to forget that whole feeling of want, wanting instant gratification if you want to take those steps further up the ladder because thinking you'll get something instant gratification out of it, I said, we said it many times before, Clayton, it just, that's never going to happen. Yeah, it, it doesn't tend to, unfortunately. And I think it... it again goes back to what i was saying at the beginning of this podcast which was this has really got to matter to you if you don't really care about becoming a comic book artist and mastering your craft then it's probably not going to happen uh you're probably not going to stick in there you'll tap out early before you actually get to that point because you're not going to have like you can envision the amount of passion that you have and how much it matters to you as the fuel that's going to get you there if you don't have enough of that fuel, then it's just, again, it's not going to happen. So 100% agree with you there, Rick. But even so, I guess there are those times, and um, I guess it's it's a good opportunity for me to talk about my experiences here of, of crashing and burning. Um, and, you know, I do try to think back a little bit, and there haven't been too many times, at least that's what I initially thought, but then... You know, with this course I'm working on, Rick, you know how many times I've restarted that and there have been times when I've let go completely of entire projects, times when I've stopped comic book projects um, just because life gets in the way like we were talking about before. And that's usually what it is. It's, it's, it's usually life or the perfectionism element which can cause you to self-analyze, self-judge and cause you to throw out your work. You know, it... <laughs> There, there's likely very many artists out there who are listening who have a, a, a trash can next to them with lots and lots of papers that they've just thrown away because the illustration they were working on did not go in the direction that they wanted it to or, you know, they ultimately finished it and it didn't look the way that they wanted it to. And so, um, yeah, for me... But, uh, yeah, go, go. Yeah, before you, before you go too far away from that part... But throwing stuff away, I've realized as well as something I did, again, maybe that's just me trying to discipline myself even further because apparently I'm a sucker for it, I don't know, but instead of throwing things away because they might start not going the way you wanted them to be, why throw it away? Why not just continue it to see where it will go then? Because if you throw it, throw it away, you help increase your chance of crashing and burning. Mm. Yeah, totally. I, I think the reason that people throw their work away, and I'm just thinking about this as, as, I, uh, as I talk to you here, I think one of the reasons is because we kind of look at 
what we've done, how much there is left to do and the investment of time and energy that's going to take, and and then we decide whether or not it's worth continuing on with it. Because if we're looking at it, we're halfway through, and it's it, you, it's almost like you can predict that it's not going to work out the way that you want it to work out. It becomes a very strong uh, a form of evidence that maybe you should throw in a towel on this one and start on the next one, and maybe you could do that one better in less time. At least that's what it is for me. You know, I often look at what I'm working on, the project that I'm doing, and I'll go, well, this is going in a certain direction right now. It's going to take me this much longer to complete. Is it is it worth continuing on with something I feel is flawed at this point? So... Yeah, that's right. That, that, that's a good point, that one. But I meant just in general in order to... Because I also get a feeling that many, many people have a tendency to throw away their stuff too soon before they allow their creativity to fix it mm. and, and and they stay in that <clears throat> cynical analytical mindset and before they jump into the, that creative flow that we've talked about takes a little before you actually get into they already given up on the piece so you're really not allowing yourself into that creative feel, the creative flow of of mind, of existence, so to speak. That you, that every artist wants to get into, after all, because that's part of that's part of that drug a little. You you know you know the feeling where everything is just flowing creatively, and you're just letting your letting your creative juices flow that's like the best feeling in the world and you don't even have to pay pay, pay for it down in, down from Australia in the corner <laughs> yeah no 100% man it's it's one of the best feelings in the world that you could possibly experience um and i i 100% agree as well like it's important to sometimes keep going and just to see where things go because as much as you might try to predict its value, there's also a good chance that unpredictably it'll turn out much better than you even conceived it would be. Um, so it's definitely worth exploring and, and continuing onward with the journey at times, especially if it's just a single piece of art. You know, I mean, depending on how long it takes you, it's not going to be that much of a, of a blow if it doesn't work out anyway, right? I mean, it's one illustration. There'll be another one tomorrow. It might be worth actually pushing through learning what you can learn from it even if it is a failure and uh and using what you learn to do a better job tomorrow oh yeah indeed yeah absolutely so um uh yeah what i was saying before about uh my experiences in this you know falling off or getting back up on the saddle situation is it's really interesting because there have been very low moments uh, for me, but they don't really last longer than a day or two, I think, you know, and it can be very big projects that I put a lot of time into that I decide to, uh, you know, close the curtains on prematurely just because, you know, I don't feel it's, it's going to work out the way I thought it initially would, or it's, it's doomed to fail. I think it's doomed for, to fail for one reason or another. Um, you know, again, I'm a very self-critical dude, so this <gasps> often this often happens. It does. It often happens. Again, not so much with single illustrations, but more with 
large-scale projects that a lot of time and investment have been put in. So when I cut the cord on those, uh, what I often find is that I'll feel a very big... I'll experience the feeling of, of disappointment on a very deep level in myself, and I'll feel very discouraged. And uh, I don't really uh, use the word depression lightly, but I'm pretty sure there have been those times. If I'm if I'm ever depressed, that's that's probably going to be the time when when I'm feeling pretty depressed. Um, but you know, I'm an optimistic person as well. I'm self-critical, but luckily that kind of balances out with my optimism. So it doesn't take me long to kind of recalibrate, reconsider what needs to be done and to, you know, in those situations, when we're talking about getting up on the saddle, the way that I view that, the the way that I kind of get around it is I just think that things need to be looked at from a new perspective. A new plan needs to be made. Maybe the, the last plan just wasn't working out. Maybe it was not... As, as perfect as, as you thought it would be, as much as you planned it out. So I think that sometimes it just, you need to reconsider things, you need, you need those times, in those down times, when you do fail, where you do crash and burn, you need to sit back a little bit, look at the situation for what it is, and then reconsider what direction you want to go in. Okay, it's a time for self-reflection, self-analysis. And then with that, hopefully you can come up with a solution that's going to lead you to a place that, or ultimately to the place that you were supposed to get to. You know, I, I think that all of these things that, that happen to us as artists, all these failures we experience, all these successes that we have, I don't think they're by accident. I think that we're just supposed to inevitably go through them in order to reach the conclusions that we're supposed to reach with our artwork. And that's just my philosophy and opinion on it. I, I think that there are certainly some bodies of work that I look at where I go, you know what, this is great, but if I didn't go through this challenge and that that obstacle and if I didn't stop and start it back then, I wouldn't have ended up with what I've got now. And so I'm almost thankful for those failures and those challenges that I went through to get to the final outcome. Um so I, I think that that's just our learning process. That's the, the process of evolution that, that we all need to go through as creators. I don't know. What do you think about that, Rick? Am I onto something there? or? <laughs> I think it's a good uh, philosophy that you can basically be used for, for your whole life in general, really. The whole thing about learning from failure for, uh, of when you fall, get back up and learn why you fell and try and make sure not 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 to fall due due to that reason again and i think that both works in everyday life and the whole whole deal creating creating something yeah you you learn, you you, do, you find out oh oh shoot this this hand looks wrong but i really don't know how to fix it and then you spend like maybe two hours on it and then you give up because you're so frustrated now uh, frustrated now that you just want to go into go go into your bed and cry yourself to sleep because you'll never get better at drawing hands and you cry yourself to sleep <laughs> you wake up you wake up and take a look at it again and it just clicks and like 
oh, I didn't try this, and when you do that, it works. <clears throat> now yeah. you know how to uh, now now you know how to draw hands in that position from now on because you went through that those two hours of frustrate of frustration, and you don't want to go through those again, do you? Exactly. They you you do not want to go through them again, but sometimes you just have to, right? Well, no, maybe not in the case with the hand, but then next well, time you ha the hand needs to turn another way that might give you the same the same frustration, but it's a new problem. Yeah. But 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 the frustration will be the same, and you'll continue to do go through those steps of frustration and uh, mixed mixed with those successes where the frustration finally works out for you. And little by little, you'll have you'll get less frustrations because you've been through them all, and in the end, you'll become a master or as close to a master as you can get. Yeah, you you have to go through those frustrations as well, I think, in order to get better. Because if you don't, you won't ever progress beyond the point that you're at. So it's almost like you have to fail first in order to get to the next level. It's it's almost like playing a video game. You know, we're talking about video games. You got to get to know the level first. Maybe you fall a few times. Maybe the monsters attack you, and and you got to restart from the beginning of that level. But you do need to get to know it first in order to pass it. In order to figure out what the best strategy is going to be to reach the finishing line. So, I think that that's definitely true, Rick. And, um. Yeah, ultimately. I mean, yep. I never, I never personally believed in say in the saying failure is not an option because it is, and you should embrace it. But you shouldn't, you shouldn't embrace it in the in the, in the sense that you you should consider yourself a failure or or what you do to be a failure. But you should embrace the failures you make in order to succeed them and overcome them. Yeah, creativity. So is so fa failure is an option yeah, well yeah especially with creativity right like fa yeah. failure is not an option it maybe applies if you're in the army or something right <laughs> or uh where, where failure literally isn't an option um exactly but when it comes to creativity hey you've, you've got a lot of freedoms there and you don't really want to put any boundaries around that that ability to express because then you're not really expressing genuinely the the inner creativity that you've got to offer to the world. You're kind of putting it into a box and you're saying, here, here's what part of it looks like when it can be fit into this box. But, you know, you never get to really see it for what it is. You need, you need failure in order to... Uh, in order to, you need to know failure in order to know, uh, to know success. Succeed. No, that's not a word. That's not in, in order that to form. in order to know success. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, Brain fart. <laughs> yeah. So, one thing I wanted to talk about here was there's there's of course it's really great when we succeed, and it kind of is disappointing when we fail. But one thing that I've experienced on the, the projects I've worked on is knowing when to pull the plug on something, knowing when to st stop it and to re 
consider the direction that it needs to go in, in and essentially start from square one. Go back to the drawing board and uh, figure it out from the beginning again. Because there are times where that's actually justified, where you know that that project that you've set out upon is actually flawed. And sometimes you've got to trust your artistic intuition. I mean, that's what makes you good. And that's only going to become more and more potent with experience, with practice and with learning and evolution and uh, all that other good stuff that makes you a masterful artist. So I think that there's two components here that needs to be considered on the other side of the coin, almost, so to speak, where, you one, you need to know when to, to pull the plug on something, as I said, but you also need to not fear restarting, if need be, because I think a lot of people, you know, they take their projects a certain distance and they put a lot of investment, a lot of time into it, and that really ramps up the amount of fear they have about throwing it all away to create a, a vision which is much more congruent with what they initially had, right? Because let's admit it, like large-scale projects can derail pretty easily. They can get blown out of proportion. Uh, they can go in directions that you didn't necessarily intend for them to go in, especially if you're working in a, in a small comic book studio with a team of people. So knowing when to when to pull the plug and not being afraid to, I think, is definitely a uh, another issue which needs to be considered here and, and one that I've definitely experienced before. Again, with the courses and, and the direction that, you know, I want to go in with how to draw comics.net. You know, for example, the podcast worked out really, really well. I did not think that this podcast would have done as, as well as it did. I didn't think we'd be able to keep up with it. And... Um, you know, I, oh no! I, I remember when we first started talking about doing it once a month. Could could you imagine it was once a month now? I mean, yeah, I, it wouldn't have reached half the success it had. No, exactly. Well, it's it's been much easier to do than I thought. Like, I really enjoy being here with you, Rick, and and talking to the the listeners out there who tune in every I can week. You know, I can understand why you enjoy my company. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I love <laughs> I enjoy, it. I enjoy, I enjoy yours too. I get to hang out once a week for an hour. It's awesome. Um, but, you know, that might not have worked out. And and I would have had to have known whether or not it was worth the, the investment of time and, and whether or not to pull the plug on it if it didn't work out. Uh, rather than continuing on with it just for the sake of it, just because I began it. If you know what I mean. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You you also have to have to know when when enough's enough and when it, when it's over. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important, you know, because as creators, there's the the artistic side of it. There's the creative fun stuff, but there's also if you want to make this a business and you want to make it something that you can earn a, a full time income doing. At the end of the day, there's certain strategic decisions that you've got to make that are more analytical than creative, that are more, you know, situated in reality than in the creative mind, so to speak. And I think that it's important to make sure that you're always looking at, you know, how your artwork is, is headed, whether or not your audience is digging what you're doing. 
Um, and of course, you should never create your artwork just because the audience are expecting it to be a certain way. You should always go with yourself first because there's an audience for everyone out there. But I still think that if you want people to buy your work, if you want them to invest their time into checking it out, then you do have to make it somewhat consumable for them. And they they have to have a desire to actually check it out in the first place. And sometimes that means catering to that desire, the desire of your audience. And uh, I think that sometimes it's hard to tell between what your audience is going to think and what your own expectations are of yourself because what you think the audience wants isn't necessarily going to actually be what they want. That's going to be your own judgments and your own skewed perspective placing those expectations on yourself. And the only way to know truly is to sometimes just put your work out there and to make sure that you're paying close attention to the feedback that you're going to get on it in order to move forward in a direction that is going to be most ideal for you. Um, and, and that's just my take on it, you know, Rick. I, I think that there's, there's oftentimes lots of different angles to look at these issues from. Uh, yeah, well, it, it sucks to, to try and recover, right? But, I mean, you've got to know when to, when to get off the horse sometimes and to, and to take a break and reconsider how things are going. Yeah, well, you you need to stand back and uh, sometimes and look at where you're going, both both in general as your whole pr- with with the whole project or just the the part of the project you're doing right now. Look at it and see, uh, and think, okay. And sometimes, sometimes you, it's not even a burnout you're doing. It might be a legit thought out break like a week some even that can be needed at times from from artists but th- this is more aimed for artists that's more experienced in what they're doing in the art and has has the more has training behind them to to do so rather yeah. than those that are still learning because if you're still learning if you take that if you take just a week's break you're going to lose more than you're going to gain from it. Yeah, absolutely. Breaks are needed sometimes. Yeah, exactly. But what you just said before, once again, is the annoying thing about being an artist because, as as you said once more, you have to draw for yourself, but you also have to draw for everybody else in mind. You have to... (laughs) You have to... You have to... Be con- you have to be consistent, but you also have to you also have to be uh, have to be not too consist uh, too consistent because change is also good. You have to be. We continue to uh, tell people what to do, and then we tell people that, but doing doing that can also be wrong. And I find it a little both, and so I get really understand how frustrating it sometimes must be to be an artist because. There's no real way to do it because you can do it one way and then uh, you're doing that too much. Then you do it another and now you're doing that too much. You know, it's counterproductive sometimes. Yeah, man, there's lots of different perspectives and angles to look at it from. And I think what it's about at the end of the day is 
ensuring that you're able to use each one of those perspectives to the best of your advantage, right? So, for example, we're talking about, you know, failures. Now, there's so many different ways you can look at failures. They can be bad. They can be good. They can be in between. They can be used to learn. They can be, um, they can sometimes hold you back, unfortunately. And it's all about if you're going to experience these things regardless as a creator, you may as well make the most of them and use them in the best possible light that you can. Try to use them as some kind of form of growth in a way. I don't think you should ever waste a failure because I honestly believe that that's the, one of the most potent ways to learn, one of the fastest ways to upgrade your skill set. Personally, I don't think that if, if you never fail then you're not going to be as good as the artists out there who are failing constantly, right? <laughs> I don't know about constantly, but failing a little bit more. Um, because without failure, you don't learn, you don't grow, and, and you don't evolve. I mean, that is evolution. If you don't have that pressure and resistance against you, then how can you get to that next stage where where you're going to be able to get past that and get onto that higher plateau? I agree, but then again, the question the question now from me from me is going to be: Should you then seek out uh, seek out failures? It's a it's a weird question, but I'm sure it's a question that will stem that will pop into some people's minds when they hear this. Oh, so if I seek out the failures, I'll get better faster. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you really need to seek them out. I think they're just going to pop up regardless. Um, Indeed. I was about to say that, but you, you know you can seek them out if you really want to, but would that really be helpful to you that you seek them out and you know and you know they're there and you know they will be coming there Well, I think instead, of le- instead of letting them happen when, when yeah. they come naturally? I think we are kind of constantly on the lookout for failures when I, when I come to think about it actually, Rick, because I don't know about you, but when I'm drawing something, I'm going, Hey, is this character in proportion? Is the anatomy Uh, looking correct here? And in that way, I'm kind of looking for where the failures might be looking for ways in which I can make it better. So yeah, I think if you're talking about it in that context, heck yeah, be on the lookout, make sure that you're, present and that you're you're part of the process and that you're cross-checking what you're putting out onto the page against what you know and what you've learned exactly yeah totally is that what you mean well that's i i just asked the question how how people will how people will will (laughs) think about it is up to up to them I, in a way, but yeah, I do believe that's part of the part of the way I was I was going with it. Yeah, totally. I think that they can be very useful as well. Um, but yeah, you know, there's it's like with anything. There's so many different ways to look at this, Rick. You know, it, it does seem like maybe we're contradicting ourselves at times, um, but the reality we is we are contradicting ourselves at times. That's the way it is, though, right? There's exactly. no there's no one answer, no one shoe that's going to fit all with this stuff. So I think that that's what makes it important for the listeners out there to try out different things. Try different things on. See whether or not it's going to work for you because what works for us 
may not necessarily work for you. Uh, but then again, it may be perfect and, and just the thing you needed to hear to put all the puzzle pieces together. So as creators, we have a lot of individuality. I mean, that's what makes us unique. And so because we're all individuals, we're different. You know, that we, we think in different ways. We work in different ways. And so that's why I think that it's, yeah, we may be contradicting ourselves by kind of looking at things from these different perspectives and saying, hey, if you look at it from this angle, it kind of works. But if you look at it from this angle, it doesn't work at all. I think it's important to deliver and to give you those different perspectives because, again, we are different. And without different solutions, then we're not really going to be individual or unique at all. We're going to be all working in the same way and thinking in the same way. And that may not be the best for any one individual. That's just my take on it, of course. Everybody's got their own philosophy when it comes to creativity. I mean, you could create a, an entire religion out of the philosophies that, that we've got on creativity here. But um, it, it ultimately comes down to what works for you, uh, whether you be the listeners, whether you be Rick. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I, I, I agree with you at, to some at some point that uh, that there's no there's no direct answers to to the to the problems that we are talk, to the problems we are t discussing in this podcast. But then there is as well. There's at least a few certainty certain things that it's bound to help you get back on the saddle. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about the we got, uh, solution we got about to ten, our problem. Ten, ten, we got about ten minutes here, so I thought summing it up is is a nice way to do things and talk about the solutions that we know will work if you do them pro properly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, what are your thoughts on that first up, Rick? Do you well, have any first, that come to mind? It's just uh, well, basically again discipline mm. sometimes for you need to force yourself back up on the saddle people waiting for inspiration I've already always trying to be nice here but I always call bullcrap on that that I'm just waiting for motivation to to continue to get out of the get out of this hole I mean mm. no just don't wait force yourself out of it yeah, absolutely. Force yourself out of it and, and keep pushing forward. That's one. That's one. That's com uh, that's this uh, the, the the discipline mm. to push yourself to push yourself out of whatever hole you fall into. Yeah, totally. That's at least one. That's that's at least one point. Your turn. Do you have it? My turn. Yeah, I do. I do actually, because like I said, I've experienced this once or twice before. Actually, more than that. More than I'd like to admit. But uh, one thing that always works for me, and this is a little bit of a dangerous one, but uh, I, if I have to cut a project, uh, what I'll do is I'll actually start getting excited about what I'm going to do next. So how I'm going to reroute to get a better outcome for the particular mission I've set myself on. So I get excited and I think about like, okay, well, what, is it, what do I need to change next time in order to create a better product? And so I get excited about thinking about that stuff. Um, so that pushes me to go forward. That helps me to, you know, pull myself out of the pit of despair and depression and sadness that I have about chopping off the project 
and then puts me into a state where I'm much more excited and passionate and inspired again. So mentally pump yourself up. Yeah, mentally mentally say. pumping myself up. And when I know what the problem is and what I need to change, sometimes I find that inspiring enough because you know, if you're seeing all the flaws in in what you're currently working on, that is discouraging to even continue working on it. So sometimes uh, chopping it off and and ending it can actually be the the part where you're you've got this sense of relief. And all of a sudden, hey, you know what? The the runway is clear for me to create something which is better, a better version of what I'd set out upon. Now, that can be dangerous, as I said, because you don't want to do that if it doesn't really need to be done. Because ultimately, when you are working on a project, you do need some level of dedication there. You're not always going to have that excitement. That motivation won't remain. It will deter off as time goes on. So... You have to be very uh, realistic about whether or not that project actually needs to end and whether or not it's it's something that you should continue on with. Um, but that's my take on it. Another little uh, tip that I'll give you guys is to take a break. Sometimes you do need to detach a little bit, especially if you've been working on something which is fairly long running. You need to take some time to yourself away from the art at times and that just may mean spending a day in bed with some some movies right that may mean meditating going on some kind of retreat and or a holiday or something like that but there does come times where you're going to need to disconnect we've talked about burnout before and sometimes that can lead to failure if it's not addressed so take a step back if you've if you've decided to quit a project and you're feeling a little bit down about it some time away from the drawing board is really going to help you out. So, uh, what about... When have, you last, when have you last done that to yourself? Sorry? When have you last done that? Uh, when have I last done that? Well, I was forced to do that about a week ago when I was uh, sick in bed, actually. Um, so I actually got so uh, sick that I couldn't get out of bed and, and actually work at all. I was like so... Like my face was just, you know, exploding with like sinus mucus and... Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. I had to take some time. Off. And that never happens, by the way. I never really get that sick that I can't actually draw at least. So um, it was pretty bad, but it was good. Like, I got more sleep than I ever had, and I had a lot of time to sit back and think and reconsider things and um, to, you know, figure out, you know, what, what my direction is because you need that space to th think sometimes. Um, but, yeah, you know, like, and, of course, today... Uh, after we've recorded the podcast, I'm going to go out, catch up with a few buddies of mine, and uh, of mine rather, not mind, the hive mind. I'm catching up with the hive mind, but <laughs> but no, you know, I'm catching up with some friends, and and that's a great opportunity for me to switch off and talk about other subjects, to think about other things, and I think that if you don't do that, you tend to get caught in this almost trance-like state of of being in your own element for almost too long. You need some variety there, I think, to, to mentally remain uh, balanced, right? And to mm -hmm. also just remember the the fine art of socializing. And, uh, What's you know, that? Ex exactly, right? Um, but, yeah. I Isn't think, Facebook enough for that? Well, no, not really. That does not count. You know, getting out of the house, I think, is important. If, I, if I'm too holed up in my studio... 
for a long period of time, I tend to lose perspective on things a little bit. I, you know that tunnel vision we're always talking about? I get way too much of that, not just in my work, but in life in general. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. And your memory to, to apparently starts to dissipate because you forget everything and suddenly it's your mother's birthday two days ago and you've completely <laughs> forgot about it and now you understand why she's not talking to you. <laughs> Are you speaking from experience, Rick? No, no not at all. Not at all, dude. No, 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 no. Good, good. Sorry, Mom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other, other than that, Rick, can you think of anything else that, uh, you know, in terms of practical solutions? Well, you, you say, you say, I said to be disciplined and you said be, uh, remember, remember to take care of yourself, basically is what you said. Yep, pretty much. Get excited about the next thing. I, I really think that's the two basics. That's the two basic pointers. Yeah, I mean... Because I can... if you don't... We, we can give more, but I I wouldn't say they might work as well for everybody as these two yeah. will do because artists do need discipline in order to su- succeed in anything. Well, there is. Yeah. They also need breaks. They also totally. need breaks, after all. So There's a few more I'll throw out there, though, because I think this one really helps me is if you've got a buddy or a couple of buddies that you can catch up with who are kind of on the same playing field as you. They're, they're creatives as well, and they're going through the same situations where, you know, maybe they're, they're struggling through a project. It can be very good to catch up with them and to talk things over. That can be super therapeutic, very inspiring, and help you through that process of, hey, this project didn't go the way I wanted it to. What do I need to do next time to redirect its path? If you catch up with a good friend... Who is on, who is like-minded, then that can really help you to figure that particular <laughs> situation out. Um, but Clayton, I, I that doesn't work with me because my my only bodies that I share this with are you is you, Ed Feitschok and and Robert Masulo, and you guys never have this, so I, so that won't work for me because <laughs> you 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 three are just r- running headstrong. Oh no, Just not at all. Boom, boom, boom. Not at all, man. So, so like, cause it I wouldn't work for, it wouldn't work for me. Well, honestly, <laughs> like I actually have a friend who I talk to this stuff about all, all the time, and you know, he's a, he's a music creator, but there are a lot of parallels uh, between. Well, creation we is creation, in my opinion. Artistry, arti- mm. artistry is artistry. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and sometimes. And, and this is the final one that, that I'll, I'll throw out there. It sounds super simple, but sometimes if you're having a hard day at the, at the drawing board and your project isn't going the way that you wanted it to, sometimes just sleeping on it. Give it, give it a night. Just sleep on it. Don't, maybe don't throw everything out that day while you're in that, that emotional space of it's, oh my God, it's not working. Sleep on it for a little bit come back and reconsider it with a, a fresh set of eyes and uh, that can also help a lot as well. You know, I find that if I am having a, a day where I'm just feeling down and I feel, you know, down, like I said, down and out, a little bit depressed, uh, I often find that having a good sleep is just, just the trick to, to pull myself out of that. So hope that 
that works out for the listeners if you um, are going through this situation and note to note to some some listeners he didn't mean actually sleep on it just before you <laughs> just before you put your cintiq under your uh, on under your under your sheets and sleep on it that's not what he meant <laughs> it depends it depends on those hierarchy of needs whether or not you're putting your artwork first out of everything else because then you might actually be sleeping on your drawing pad that's a good point. I don't think it's comfortable, though. No, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. But uh, yeah, that very another int- thing. I, another thing, actually, that just hit me because when I when I jokingly did uh, said that about you about you Ed and and Robert is something I I use a lot to get myself pumped after a fall is seek inspiration. Oh yeah, big time, big time. Such an and I, I would also hazard a guess that works with pretty much everyone else also. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you've got to remain inspired. And and we can leave that for another episode. But, I mean, one of the best ways that, that I find uh, inspiration is just by looking at those artists that I admire most. You know, it doesn't matter what, what kind of day I'm having. If I can look at their work, immediately inspiration strikes and, and I'm back in the zone. Oh yeah, indeed. I have, I have two people on YouTube right now that, if I need inspiration, those are the two I'm looking at, and they just, I need to look at two minute, two to five minutes of of a of a speed paint day done, and I'm ready to work. Absolutely. Cool. Well, it has been a very interesting episode. I think that this is a a topic that every creator can relate with. I know I definitely can. Rick, you've gone through these situations where you've had to take a break for a while. And, you know, I assume every creator at one point or another has experienced the same thing. So hopefully those listening out there will get a lot of value out of this episode. And even if it's just to to kind of find someone to relate with, you know, oftentimes that's all we need. Because I think... As creators, we're sitting by ourselves at the drawing board every day. We don't really get to connect. We don't really, we don't really feel like anyone else is going through the things that we're going through. So <clears throat> it can really help to have someone else there who's who actually gets you, who actually understands the the trials and tribulations that you might be going through as a creator. Hopefully, this podcast gives that to you, and that's why we do it because you know we want to we want to be there for you. We want to help you out as much as we can, and uh, hopefully, we've done that today. So, Rick, any final last words? No, I think I think uh, we basically covered the most important parts of how to get back up on a saddle. Great. I think it was uh, it was a podcast that needed to be talked about because we've talked about getting burned out and losing motivation but we never really discussed what to do after we mm. kind of just let uh, let that hang in the hang and just uh, and ventured elsewhere with uh, great interviews and other things so i felt it was needed to bring back mm. absolutely like, make it go full circle totally all right, then. Well, uh, we'll wrap it up here. So thanks so much, everybody, for listening. And Rick, thank you once again for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, until next time, keep on creating. <laughs>